Well, good morning, man. We're glad you guys are here today. Well, the expectation is super high today. You guys came in ready to hear from God's word. If you have, put your hands together. Come on, I can tell God's gonna, God's gonna do something. God's gonna do something in you today. He wants to do something in you. He's gonna do something through you today. I believe this at whatever expectation, wherever your level of expectation is, that's where God's gonna meet you at. So if your expectation is low, God can meet you there. He's, he's everywhere. He's all places at all times. So he can meet you low. But if your expectation is high, he can meet you there too because he stays high. He's up at top. He's, he wants to meet you there. So if you're here today and you're like, I don't know how I feel about being here today, feel good about being here today. Believe that God's going to speak to you because God wants to speak to you. He wants to move into your life today and he wants to do something incredible today. Hey, today it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. I practiced that all night long. Mi español es muy poquito, so I'm getting better, you know. It's a stabby end, you know. So, um, hey, we're glad you're here today. Brooke's sister is here. I don't even know where you live at now. You're like a world traveler. This is, she serves in, our, in the Army, right? In the Army. Could I put our hands together for Brooke's sister today? Thank you for serving. Thank you for serving our country. Thank you for serving our country. Uh, the butlers have friends here from Delaware. I think they, I don't know, I don't think they came to come to church. I think they just came to get away from the cold weather. <laughs> and uh, we're glad you guys are here today. I met some people. They brought friends from, I think, Clearwater or Pensacola in the back. We're glad you guys are here today. And um, if you're joining us for the very first time, once you know you're our guest, we're glad you guys are here today. We believe that God's going to speak to you today. We're in a series called God With Us. And we got that right from the scripture. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, look, whenever there's an exclamation mark in the Bible or the word look, you want to... You want to look, you know, it's kind of, it's pretty simple. God's like, hey, hey, Hope Church, I want you to, I want you to look at this. This is, this is important for us today. The Bible says that there'll be a virgin, and uh, she will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. So God wants you to know today, right out of the gates, he wants you to know he is, he's with you. He sent his son here today because he wants to be, he wants to be with you. You, you need saving, you need, a, you need a savior, and he is a savior. But God knew that you would struggle with loneliness, so God sent a son named Emmanuel. He wants you to know he is with you. Wherever you're at in here today, he is with you. Here's the good news about God. Wherever you go next, he's going to follow you there. He's like, he's like that, little, that, that middle school brother that you just can't get away from. Like, he's going to be with you all the time. Or if you have a little brother, a little sister, like, hey, hey, get, get away from me. Jesus is always with you. As a matter of fact, some of you guys in here today, you walked in, you're, at the, you're in a low season in your life right now. And I want to let you know today that God will be with you when you're in the valley. Some of you guys today, you're, this, is a, this is a tough, tough season. This is a season of loss for you. This is a season of maybe this is a destructive time in your life. Or maybe your mental health is low. Your financial capacity is low. Or maybe emotionally things aren't going good for you. Or physically or spiritually, wherever you're at in here today, God is with you. So if you feel like you're in a valley today, I want you to know that God is right there with you. We learned last week that God's with us in the valley. We also learned this. We enjoy God on the mountaintop. But we get to know him intimately in the valleys. We get to know him, like we get really, like when we're on the mountaintop, it's loud up there, it's crazy, people are shouting each other down, we're celebrating birthdays and, and graduations and birth, you know, and all the things that are going on, the weddings, all the things that are going on good. Yesterday I did a baby dedication at, at 12 o'clock and then I went to a birthday party at 2 o'clock for my little niece and, and then that night I went and celebrated Christmas and so today Diana and I are going to drive out to the beach, we're doing a 7 a.m. wedding. It's a shame God's not awake that early for them to be, God to be at the wedding. <laughs> like... Like sunrise, sunrise wedding, that sounds like, that sounds hot, like, and that sounds like cool, but you're like, 7 a.m.? Come on, really? Like, the last, I left the people yesterday, and like, if your wife doesn't want to go, if your wife doesn't want to come to the wedding at 7 a.m., I guess she doesn't. <laughs> like, she does, like, we have no kids for a night, like, she wants to sleep all day, all the sleeps, you know, it's like, she wants to sleep all, all day long. But you, we get to know God intimately when it's just us and him. 
How many of you guys need a, you're, you're nature people? Like, you'd just rather be outside than inside. How, how many of you guys are like that? Are you, you're just, that, that's your people. Like, why would they, right? Why would you guys do that, you know? But there's some outsiders, you know, you guys like being, you like being outside. But, man, there's, there is something peaceful about nature. There is something, like, that just, you really connect. You know, my wife and I, the last two years, we've taken our kids up to the mountaintop in, um, in Georgia or somewhere, Georgia, Tennessee area. And, oh, Helen, Georgia, that's where we've been. The last two years, we've gone there. And it's cool up there. And one of the things that we like about there is just there's not a whole lot going on up there. So we do, like, outside stuff. Like, we're burning, like, firewood, which what, who doesn't like to burn firewood? You know, like, we're burning firewood, and we're, we're going up and down the mountains. It's just a, it's a cool experience. But one of the things I learned about going up in the mountains is that you can, when you get to the mountaintop, you can see really far. You always see differently when you're in the mountains. The view on a mountaintop is different than the view on the streets of New York City. Would you agree? Like, in the, like, it's just not that good up there. If you've, if you've ever been to a place, like, you've ever been in a valley, like, it's not, it's not enjoyable in the valley. Like, mountaintops are always so much more enjoyable than, than valleys. And I want to let you know today, I want to spend the rest of our time today letting you know that God is with you even on the mountaintop. You could just, he wants to take you up there. Just today, just imagine going to the mountaintop because God wants you to see things differently. You always see things differently when you're on top of the mountain. You always see things differently when you're on top of the mountain. For example, I, when you read the Bible, you find that Jesus uses, a lot of you guys will be at holiday experiences and there'll be a backdrop so you can take a photo. You will see that God uses a lot of backdrop, mountain backdrops for photos and for selfies in, 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 in the scriptures. For example, the Bible tells us that whenever Moses experienced God on the, on the, God at the burning bush, he was on a mountain. It was, it was Mount Sinai. It was just him and God. The bush was on fire. It wasn't being consumed by flames. It was on fire. And God began to speak to Moses. God told, um, God told uh, Moses to go to the Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. The same mountain where he saw the burning bush, he also got the Ten Commandments. It was on a mountain where he got the Ten Commandments, where we got the law to follow in, in early on in, the, in, the, in, in creation. And Noah's ark, whenever it finally landed, he was the one that built the big boat that no one had ever seen rain before, but he built the big boat. It was going to rain for a long time. He built the big Big, he built this big boat, and the people got in it, and they went and it landed on a mount, on Mount Ararat, and they had God's protection. Abraham, he obeyed God with Isaac. God told Abraham, Abraham, I want you to take your son Isaac up to that mountaintop, and I want you to, I want you to sacrifice him. I'd be like, no, I heard you wrong, God. I don't, you know, like, I don't think you, different, but he, God, you, God must be a different Abraham, you know, like, or it's like that old Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? Like, no, I can't hear you. Like, you, you want me to take my only son that I have, you want me to go sacrifice him on the mountain, like if I had two sons, I could understand that God, but I only got one son. He goes, yeah, you're going to take him and you're going you're to sacrifice your son there. And we look at Moses, he, he finally gets a, he gets a glimpse of the promised land on Mount Nebo. And this guy, God's like, hey, there's a promised land, I want you to go here, I want you to do this. He had never seen him before, but God said, hey, I want to take him up on the mountain. And Moses got to the mountain after he just came out of a valley, complaining children of Israel. These guys were turning their back on God, not doing the right thing. They get up to the top of the mountain and, and Moses is like, oh, that's what God was talking about. Oh, I get it. It's, it's, it looks a little bit, it looks like exactly what he told me. It looks, it looks awesome out there. You guys know that story in the Bible where God sends out, or God, God sends out the, the men to go see the promised land. And when they go see the promised land, they sent 12 bros, and 10 came back, yo, it's bad there. It's not good. No bueno. No, no, esta, no esta bien bueno. Like, it's just not good. Like, it's just not, it's not good. It's not good, Chase. I'm practicing on you guys. Like, it's just not good. You want to know why I'm so in touch with my Hispanic side today? Forgot why I was so into my and so in tune with my Hispanic side today, which <laughs> I'm not Hispanic, so but I'm like my, I'm like kind of want to be. So last night I I drove out to my mom's house and we celebrated Christmas with my mom. She um she moved out to Delan, which make sure you fill your tank up with gas for you drive out there. It's a little bit of a way, and so you're running out of gas. 
I didn't, but you could. We came back to church last night to make sure everything was ready, and I, 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 I'm at my gate. I'm trying to get into my neighborhood, and I see all these cars there. I'm like, this is annoying. These guys are, you know, so I get in my neighborhood, and these guys are in front of me. They're going the same, they're same exact direction, so I don't think anything about it. I make sure they're going to keep on going, Travis, so they kept on going, you know, because I'm such a protector, you know, and so I make sure they... <laughs> Why is that funny to you? <laughs> they all left, and I, <clears throat> I parked my truck, and I get out, and I go inside, and Diane and I were having a conversation. Guys, married couples, have you ever, like, you've not been arguing, but you haven't been agreeing either? Is that a thing? It's like, it's not an argument, but it's not, we weren't necessarily agreement. And so I hear boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, she's like, go get the door. I'm like, I don't want to die. You go get the door. And I'm like, dang, Amazon, that's a bit aggressive. Like, why are you banging on the door at, at 10 o'clock at night? We had, just, we had just walked in the house. And um, then I start hearing Hispanic voices. I don't know if the voices can sound Hispanic. The lyrics they were singing were Hispanic. That was racist. The vo- like everybody's voice is a voice. A voice is a voice. There's no like different genres of voices and different cultures of voices. But they start singing songs like, I don't even, I don't, even, I don't know the words because I'm not at my Espanol. It's muy poquito. So like I don't really know what they're saying. But they've got tambourines, Travis. They got drums. They've got microphones. They've got their own Bluetooth speakers. Spanish people know how to party. I mean, that's just, that's one thing. That, that culture's got that right. And they did this thing called a, Yes, yeah, a Panda Express. They did a thing called a Panda Express, a paranda. And they are singing, they are dancing, and they're singing about this donkey and tuki, 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 tuki. And I don't even, I'm like, dude, where are these songs from? Mi Sabanero, I think that means hot sauce. And they're like, and you ask these Spanish people, like, what do these songs mean? They don't even know, these, the Spanish people don't even know what Spanish songs even mean. I'm like, how old is that song? They're like, when did Jesus come to earth? That's how long we've been singing it for. <laughs> it's about a donkey going to see Jesus. That's what I gathered. They had to, and the Spanish people, they had to Google what it meant. I'm like, you've been singing this song your whole life. Nelson was there. Dude, you've been singing that song your whole life, but you never thought I should, I should, I should figure out what I'm singing. Like you've never, like you've been a parent. Like you tell your kids, hey, don't listen to that. And it picked my spirits up. So that's why I'm entering, that's why I'm, that's why I'm um, entering, entra, my, my inner Hispanic. I'm entering my inner Hispanic. And so that has nothing to do with the message today except for this. I was glad they came and did it because sometimes in life you, you get discouraged and you go through those valley experiences and you need some people to pick you up. It's always better on the mountain. It's on the mountains. I had a mountaintop experience last night in my house from 10 to 11. The cool thing is they bring coffee. I couldn't turn it down. Why would I? Cafe, um. What do we call that? What's that? A cafe con leche. Cafe con leche. And so, man, we just had a good time. We just laughed and we sang and picked my spirits up. And I think sometimes we go through life and we go through these valleys and we just need a, we need a mountaintop experience. We're better on a mountain. You're, you and I, we're better. We're better on the mountain. And God wants to show us about the mountain today. And um, Abraham, he obeyed God with Isaac. And he, he, they went up there and Mount, I was at Mount Moriah. And Moses finally caught a glimpse of the promised land. He saw the promised land. It was good. And Elijah proves God is the one true God on Mount Carmel. And Jesus preaches a mount on, sermon on the mount where Jesus taught us how to live our lives. And finally on Golgotha where um, Jesus died, there was another mountaintop. And I wanted to write a message today. Or I wrote a message today and I want you to write this down in, in your notes or take a picture of it. Like, I don't want you to miss the moment. And the moment that God wants you to, God wants to get the mountain, he does not want you to miss the mountain. Don't miss the mountain. You don't have, hey, you don't have to miss the mountain. You don't have to. Like, because you, you're here today and you have the opportunity to go to the mountaintop. You don't, we don't have to miss the mountain. God came, Emmanuel, with us. So you and I, we didn't have to miss the mountain. So don't come here today, wherever you came from, wherever kind of frustration you got. And don't come today and miss the mountain because God did not design you to miss the mountain. There's enough people out there that are missing the mountaintop experiences. And you guys, because I love you, I don't want you to miss it. 
If I didn't love you, I wouldn't care. I'm not going to miss it. And I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it either. You can see God different when you're on top of the mountain. Here's the two things I saw on the mountaintop that we can see on the mountaintop. Number one, we see God's faithfulness on the mountain. You can see God, God's a faithful God. It's hard for us to imagine God being a faithful God because you and I struggle with being faithful. We're not, let's be honest, we're not the greatest at being, we're not the greatest at being faithful. Like, it's hard for us to be committed and locked in and all in and steady. Like, it, that's a hard thing for us to do. It's, it's, it's easy. We, I can prove it to you. Like, you'll come to church this week and it's awesome. I got a text from a friend of mine. He goes, man, church was so awesome today. And I was like, was it not awesome last week? <laughs> you know, that's just where I'm at. He goes, man, whenever I miss a week, he texts me, like, I missed last week, but when I'm there, I realize, man, how much more do I need it? So you'll come here today, you're like, man, this is good, God is good, praise God, you know, this is incredible, and I really, really needed that. Man, God's with me, he's on the mountain, on the valley, like, you can rememorize the sermon, but you'll leave it next, next Saturday night, will come around, you'll forget that you're, that you, how good you felt, or how God moved in your life, or how you were tweaked and changed. You forgot, you'll forget the Sunday before. If you're honest, sometimes, sometimes you forget it on Monday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you get, like, Sunday, like, Sunday, like, everyone's got their radio on 88.3. But Monday morning, you're like, XL 106.7, let's go. You know, or you got it on the Salsa Merengue channel, you know, with Tuki, 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 Tuki. Like, you're like, I'm in. You got something else going on. You're like, or you pull into the church parking lot, you're like, yo, we can't, that's, let's turn that down. Pastors might be out in the parking lot. Turn that down. Like, we can't be playing that, you know. If things are going great, it's, but sometimes we forget God's faithfulness. You know, Jesus came in a manger, but Jesus left on a cross. He didn't stay a little baby. He came as a baby. He was a perfect, sinless, spotless lamb. He lived a perfect life and never did anything he should He always honored his mother and his father. The Bible says my dad and mom used to always tell this to me. And my, my mom and dad, they were against tattoos. But if they were going to let me get a tattoo, they would, let me, they would let me tattoo the verse that says this. Honor your mother and your father so your days will be longer. And my dad used to tell me, like, I brought you in this world. I will take you out. I think we got to bring back back. Like, that's just more kids would be better if they had the fear of the father. A lot of kids run around like, yeah, I'll do whatever I want to do. Pants below their butt. I'll do what I, I'll do, what I want to do. I'll, I'll do me. No, you, I need to do you. You know, I'm like, i do you one time. I'll straighten you out, you know. Uh, drop, uh, Maggie told us, she goes, Maggie said this last week. She goes, I can tell the kids in nursery who their parents spanked them and who don't spank them. I didn't say it, Travis. They did. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says spare the rod, spoil the child. I ain't trying to spoil no child. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure they know the fear of the Lord. But the Bible wants you to know that God's faithful. He's faithful. Some of you kids are like, yo, let's find a different church. This is my parents. Were, like 16-year-old kids just clench their bottoms. You know, they're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know what age you have to stop spanking your kids. My dad, my dad stopped when I was 36. That was last year. So everybody's got to do their own thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Bible says in John chapter 19, verse 14, it was now about noontime on the day of the preparation for the Passover. We're talking about Easter now. And Pilate said to the people, look, here's your king. Away with him, they yelled. Away with him. Crucify him. What? Crucify your king? Pilate asked, we have no king but Caesar. The leading priest shouted back. Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus away. They carried him on the cross. They were carrying, him, carrying the cross by himself. He went to the place, or he went to a mountain, a, a hill called Golgotha or Skull. They, there they nailed him to the cross. The two, other, two others were crucified with them, one on each side with him. Jesus didn't come just as a baby. He left as a grown man. He lived a perfect, sinless, spotless lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Christmas is awesome. Joel reminds me that Christmas is awesome, but Easter is even better. 
Because then he dies, he dies on Friday, but on Sunday comes around, he's resurrected from dead. He borrows a tomb. He didn't stay in that tomb forever, borrowed for three days. He got up and he walks this earth victoriously. He was born in a valley. Jesus was born in a valley, but he died on a mountain. I want to encourage you today, if Jesus had to go to the valley to get to the mountaintop, don't you think you have to? My dad used to always tell us, my dad used to always tell us that, you know, people made fun of Jesus. They spit at Jesus. They talked about Jesus. And he used to say, who the heck do you think you are? It was a little bit different than that. I had to, I had to moderate it for church, <laughs> edit it for church. He used to say, who the heck do you think you are? And I was like, good word. Jesus had to go to the valleys to get to the mountaintop. Jesus was rejected. He was despised. If you can relate with that, you can relate with Jesus, the Savior of the world. We see God's faithfulness on the mountain. I wrote this out on my notes. That God always finishes what he starts. Some of you guys in here today, you're in a valley season right now, and you're like, I just can't even imagine a mountain. I just can't even imagine a mountain. I can't imagine. I want today, you've got to start imagining a mountain. You have to start believing a mountain. You've got to start, you, you might need to start looking a little bit differently. You need to, you need to remember a mountaintop experience, and you look like, okay, cool, I, I, think I, could, I think I could imagine a mountain. Like, if you can't imagine a mountain, just Google it. I mean, you can Google it right now while I'm talking. Like, just imagine, like, just imagine being in a valley, but then also imagine being on a mountaintop. If you can start imagining it, Travis always tells me, man, life and death and the power of the tongue, life and death and the power of the tongue. This week, I t- every day this week, every day this week, I woke up, I told him, I said, God's, well, we woke up again, you know? Like, you ever, like, gone to sleep? Like, you ever, you ever been, like, at nighttime and think, man, I can't wait to go to bed so this day will be over with. I had a few of those days like that in the last few weeks. But every day I woke up, I was like, man, God's going to bless us today. God, God's got a word for us today. God's going to do something incredible today. Like I'm, I'm preaching myself up all week long. Man, God's going to do something this week. God's going to do something this week. Dinah's hurt me every day this week. Man, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Even when I don't have anything to be thankful for sometimes, it looks like I'm not thankful. I'm thankful. I'm making stuff I'd be thankful about. I'm like, man, God's going to do something. I don't know what he's going to do, but God's going to do something. I don't know what God's going to do. And I'm just like, God, would you do something today in me? Would you do something today in me? God, would you, would you do that? And then lo and behold, 10 o'clock at night, I got a paranda. God was, God was showing me something. Hey, God's like, I am with you. I want to let you know I'm with you. Wes, don't ever think for a moment I'm not with you. And I want to encourage you to at Hope Church, don't ever think for one moment that God's not with you. He's with you always. I was doing my devotions this week, and in the, in the writer that I was, the study that I was doing, I sent to a friend of mine, but basically says, that I want to, he basically gave this imagery of, of God's eyes are on you. Close your eyes for just a second. We're about to get real Pentecostal. No, I'm just kidding. Just picture Jesus today for just a moment. What is, what's, your, what's your version of Jesus right now? Just as your eyes are closing, you're thinking like, man, what, is, what, are, you, what are you seeing? What are you, what are you sensing? It's quiet in here today. That's such an abnormal thing for you and I today. But just imagine being close to Jesus today. Imagine his faithfulness. Now open up your eyes for a moment. If you, could, if you could for just that moment sense that Jesus, he's always with you. you got to create the space. Derek shut his company down for, for this week just to take a break. I said, hey, man, we got to hang out next week. Because like like, that's going to be a great resting time for him. you got to take a break. I was talking to Travis and Chris. Like, Yo, we, we're taking off a week. We're coming out of a valley season. We're going to take a week off. We're believing for a mountain. Come on, somebody. you got to believe. you got to believe for a mountain. you got to believe for a mountain. If you can imagine just the intimacy and the quiet and the, and, the, and the still smallness of just you and God, God wants that with you. He's faithful to you. It's hard for you to imagine God being faithful to you because you're not always faithful to him. God is faithful to you. Even when you don't deserve it, God is faithful to you. And then the second thing is this. Not only do we see God's faithfulness on the mountaintop because you can see differently, we can see our future on the mountain. You... I want to help you see your. I want to help you see your future today. I was at my friend's house the other day, and they're not here. But they had one of these things. How many of you guys know what this thing is? Yeah, very few of you guys. Great. Like this is like a rich person's thing, I think. 
Here I go. <clears throat> I said, what is that? They were like, that's an observatory platform. They live in Oakland Park. That's my voice for Oakland Park. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're like, that's an observatory platform. I go, oh, okay, cool. I said, what the heck is that? They said, oh, when our kids want to observe what we're doing, they get in this thing. And I'm like, well, ain't that something? I said, that looks like something a hover mom would have developed. I said, how's it work? They said, you get in it. Like, it's, I'm going to get in in just a moment. i got to prepare myself for it because these jeans are tight today. But, like, you, it's like, you, you, they get in it and they get to see the, they get to see whatever's on the counter. They get, whatever's on the counter, they get to see what's, they get to see what's there. Now, when I was growing up, we didn't have a, we didn't have an observatory table. We didn't have, like, that didn't exist. We had a thing that was called a chair. And you slid the chair over, and you stood up on the chair, and you got to see what your mom or dad was doing. That's just how that, that's how that worked. Now, I don't know if you, when you have six kids, your mom don't even let you in the kitchen. The kitchen I, don't, I don't care how big your kitchen, mom's like, get out of the kitchen. Like, we, when my mom was cooking, like, we weren't trying to observe what my mom was doing. My parents locked us out of the house, like, from, like, 8 to 5. When it was summertime, like, you'd go outside. When the streetlights come in, the other day we were watching a movie, and a guy was drinking out of the water hose, and Tripp was like, Dad, what's that guy doing? I said, he's surviving. That's how we did it back in the day. That's how we did it in the 80s and the 90s. Someone asked me the other day. I, oh, I was, I was, I was, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a young lady's wedding tomorrow, her and her husband. I was like, she is, she's a business owner. And I'm like, I said, you got to get prepared because, like, you know, recessions happen. I said, what did you do in 2008? She goes, I was graduating from high school. I was like, you shut your mouth right now. Like, she's a, I felt so, I felt so I had Christina over this week. Um, and she brought her two little kids over. And Christina used to watch my daughter. And now she has daughters. And so it just makes you, I'm feeling older and older the more and more I go. So you used to have a chair and you would pick a chair and you would get up there and you would, you would look. Now I think what happened was there's a lot of, a lot of kids, Brooke, that in, in, in America, in emergency rooms, that had split open chins because I think they kept them falling off the chairs. I don't know if this happened, but I think, I think maybe a couple times my mom walked by and kicked the chair out. Like she just like, you can, I, I'm, I'm using my mouth now to glorify God, but before I used to glorify myself, I, my, mouth was, my mouth is always running. It's still currently always running. And I think the couple times my mom was just like, you need this. You know, and I just fell out. And they said, this is awesome. This is like, this, you need one of these for your house. I'm like, no, we don't need one of these for your house. We're okay if our kids fall. Like we have four, you know, like you only had two. Like we have four. We got one to replace it, you know, and so. I want to preach the rest of my message today in the observatory table because I want this to illustrate today for you and I want, us to, I want this to um, illustrate the, the mountaintop experience. Because I believe in this room today, some of you guys, you're in a valley experience. You're like, man, I would love to see, I would love to see what God's doing. I would love to, I would love to see something different. I would love to experience, I would, I would love that. I, I love the meme in 2000 and, uh, 2009, like right now, there's a meme right now. It's like, it's a lady with her, with her hands crossed and she has a frown on her face and she's like, pasta. You said my year was 2019. It ain't been my year yet. You know, I'm like, I saw that meme. I'm like, yo, there's still five days left. You know what I'm saying? God can do something. But I want to preach to you the rest of the message in the observatory table. And I want you to imagine today being on top of the mountain today. Because when you're on top of the mountain, you can see God's faithfulness a little bit different. You can see your future differently if you're on top of the mountain. Now, I'm reading this verse in the Bible, Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says this, and you got to read for context. And I could stop here at chapter, one, chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, one day, God saw some crowds. He was at Hope Church. He saw a lot of people, and there was a crowd gathering. And Jesus went up to the mountaintop, this, this observatory table today, and he sat down. Now, there's a message there. Here's the message. A lot of you guys in here today, you got it backwards. You want to sit in the valley, and you're trying to walk out of the mountaintop. 
And you want to flip that. The Bible says, yo, yay, though, yay, I'm, I'm KJV right for a moment. Yay, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. A lot of you guys get into the valley and you're sitting down, you're getting a chair and you're sitting down like, oh, cool, I'm in the, I'm, I'm, this is where I'm going to stay at. You should be sitting on the mountain and walking through the valleys, but you're getting to the valleys and you're sitting there and you're getting to the mountaintop and you're walking off. You're not, you're missing the mountain. You're missing it. Some of you guys are walking so fast, you're moving so quickly, you're coming out of a valley top and you're back in one because, and you missed the mountain. And I don't want that for you. I love you too much to let you miss a mountain. I care about you too much to let you miss, to let you miss a mountain. I was talking to a friend of mine today, she, this past weekend, she's brand new, brand new to our church, and she said, man, I love this church. I said, what do you like about it? She goes, man, it's just, man, you, it seems like you guys really like, it seems like you guys really love people there. Like, it just seems like you guys, that's, I just sense that about you at your church. You guys really love people. I'm like, yeah, we love people. We love people. I don't want you to miss the mountain. If I can help you from missing the mountain, I want to help you from missing the mountain today. So imagine today being on top of the mountain and the Bible saying this, and this is the Beatitudes, Nelson. I've read this a thousand times, but God, God really did a word for me today, and God did something in me this week about this, and Jesus begins to teach. Hey, guys, have a seat on the mountaintop. Hey, some of you guys in here today, you, you don't think you belong on the mountain. And you know why? Because you're in the valley of guilt and shame. I meet so many Christians. I don't know when God delivered me from guilt and shame, but it was a while ago. So that's not a struggle I have. I have different struggles now. It's awesome. <laughs> God took me from one struggle to the next struggle. But he's always seen me through it. He's always seen me through it. I'm so thankful that he's done that. Don't let guilt and shame cripple you, friends. I don't want to preach message. I don't want to preach message about your past. Let it go. Elsa and Anna can do it. You can too. Like you got to let your past go. Let it go. Come up to the mountaintop and hang out. Stay with us for a while. I posted this yesterday. Some of you guys, you need, you need new friends in 2020. You need some mountaintop friends. Some of you guys in here today, you're with us. You're with Diane and I in the valley and you're with us on the mountaintop. I could begin listing names across the way, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to leave some of you guys out. You might get offended because everybody gets offended nowadays. <laughs> you're, not, you're not excluded. <laughs> you're going to need some new, you're going to need, you need some mountaintop friends. Some people like the valley. I don't. Some people like, they like, misery likes company. Like, yeah, come down here with us. You need, some, you need some mountaintop friends. You need some friends that want to go to the mountain. The Bible says this, God blesses those who are poor and they realize their need for them. God blesses those people who aren't stuck on themselves. Are you stuck on yourself? If you're stuck on yourself, you're going to stay in the valley. But if you realize that you need Jesus, then on the mountaintop, the kingdom of God, it's yours. People text me all the time, hey, what's your address? I have an address, but it's not my last address. I'm, I'm, I'm inheriting the kingdom of God. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm not, this is, I don't, I've got, we've got packages coming every single day. We're getting it for Christmas Eve. It's, it's all, the, all the good things. It's awesome. We're getting stuff ready. Cookies today. And I love this church. We've got carolers in our church. One of our friends on, on the dream team, she goes, hey, i got some friends. We're going to come and we're going to sing. And we're going to get here early and we're going to sing. So you guys can have a great experience for you. People walk in today for the first time, like, yo, they got carolers in the church. They won't be here next week. Christmas is over. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, so many people, they're just okay with where they're at. You don't have to stay where you're at, church. You could come to the mountain. You can come up here and sit with us for a while. I love my kids. My, my daughter, she's, she's five. I have, I have twins that are five. My daughter, for the last year, she, has, she loves, loves, loves putting the liner back in the trash can out there to take the trash out. And I know a lot of, what you, a lot of women are thinking. She's like, if, my, if my, that five-year-old girl can get it, why can't my 35-year-old husband can't get it? Like, what's the deal? I don't know. 
So I love having Hope Sailor around because Sailor's like, I'll, I'll do that, Dad. Well, the other day I'm like, Sailor. She's like, what's up? I said, hey, I'm gonna take the trash out. She's like, okay. I said, can you help me? She's like, I don't like that job no more. <laughs> I was looking around for Diana. I'm like, Diana, Diana. I've heard Diana say, I don't like that no more. <laughs> I don't like that. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him because they're gonna have the heaven. They're gonna have the kingdom of heaven. God blesses those who mourn because they're going to be comforted. You're going you're to mourn, church. You're going to have a valley, but guess what? The valley's not permanent. The mountaintop experience, the mountain's coming. You're going to mourn, but you're also on the mountain. You can be comforted on top of the mountain. Who wouldn't want to be comforted? You mourn in the valley, but, you, but you're comforted on top of the mountaintop. You belong on the mountaintop. Come to the mountaintop with us. The Bible says this, God blesses those who are humble. Humble people in here today, you're gonna, the Bible says you're going to inherit. There's an inheritance for you. I want the inheritance. I want all that God has for me. I want everything he has for me. Whatever God has for me, I want that. I don't want to miss anything. If God's got something for me, I want it. I, want, I don't want to do anything to forfeit it either. I don't want to mess that up. You, God wants you on the mountaintop. If you're on the mountaintop, it's because he, he, he wants you there. Don't forfeit that. You can have a mountaintop experience. It's awesome. You can see God so differently up here. It's, it's incredible. The Bible says this, that God, you're going to inherit the whole earth. I want to inherit the whole earth. I don't want to inherit part of the earth. I don't want to inherit some of the earth. I want to inherit the whole earth. The Bible says in verse 6, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. Are you thirsty for justice? The Bible says if you are, you're going to be satisfied. I don't know about you, but I like being satisfied. I want to be satisfied on top of the mountaintop. Have you ever worked your bottom off so hard outside? It was so hot and you just took a cup, a cup of water and you're like, man, that, that tastes so good. I just, man, that just feels good going down. I, God wants to satisfy you. Sherry posted this thing this week. Like you, I, I, so many people are trying all these things to get them satisfied. What happens? The satisfaction runs out. Jesus has a satisfaction guarantee. Jesus, you can be satisfied by God. He can fulfill all those things. Travis and Kristen and I and I went to lunch a few weeks ago, and we, ha- we were having a pity party. It was awesome. And I, I, I'm always telling people, like, you've got to have people to go through life with. You've got to have people to go through life with. You've got to have people to go through life with. But we can't, we can't satisfy each other fully. We, we helped each other. We helped work through some things, and it, it was great. But we, we all know it's only Jesus can satisfy us forever. We had a young girl in our, in our community. She was plugging into our church. She left. She left like a month. She saw all of our group threads, and it's a community group that, that, I and I are, that we've built, and she texts us the other day. She goes, you know, Pat, she says to the, the group, there's like 10 people in it. She's like, hey, Pastor West always tells us, um, make sure you have the right people in your life. Make sure you have the right, pa- right people in your life. And she said, um, I've chosen a path to go, to go with the wrong people. And she's like, it's just led me, down, led me to, a, to a valley. And she goes, I'm going to, she's been watching our thread for the last month. And she's like, I'm coming back to be with you guys. I want to be on the mountain with you guys. We have some valley experiences. The people in our group, we have valley experiences, but we know we belong on the mountain, and that's where we're headed. He goes, man, I want to I wanna have the mountain. She's like, I'm going to be there. I want to go. I want to go there. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Do you show mercy? I hope you do, because one day you're going to need it. You don't want to learn that the hard way. God wants to show you mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. Is your heart pure? Some of you guys in your day, you've given your life to Christ. You're a Christian. You've, you've prayed and you've asked Jesus to save you of all your sins, but, but you're like, I don't, but, but, you're, you're, but it's like you've, you're kind of stuck in the tracks. Like you're, you're, you're just saved. Like you're not, you're not, you don't, there's not a lot of fruit there. There's not a lot of things going on. Like you're not, maybe you're still acting a little bit like you acted before you, you got saved and 
Jesus is a he's a he's a game changer. Like he changes you. Like you should have some changes in your life. This book is telling us how to change our life. If you get in this book, it will help you change your life. One of the biggest steps some of you guys need to take is you need you need to change your squad. We all have to walk away from relationships at some point in your life for the better. I got to do that. I wish I could tell you guys that I'm exempt from the valleys. I wish I could tell you that. That would make my job a lot easier. But I'm not exempt from the valleys. And everywhere I go, I'm just pulling people out of the valleys. Sometimes I meet them there because I, I'm in there. But sometimes I go down there and I get them and I pull them out. But God wants you on the mountaintop. He wants you to come up on the observatory table and see all the things that you get to see and be a part of. He, he wants to show you some incredible things. Hey, plug in. Plug in all that God has for you. The Bible says that I'm the vine and you are the branches. Plug into the vine. Plug in. Get some more, like get some more God in you. Get some more God in you. Let's see what happens. There's a family in here today. I've been watching them come the last four, five, six weeks. And I could just see their life changing just a little bit at a time. This place is a place of change. This place leads people, this place leads people differently because of the person who meets in the place. And his name is Jesus. He wants to change you. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they are, they're going to see God. You can see God on the mountaintop. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Are you working for peace? Hey, friendly reminder for you today, you don't have to share everything that everybody sends you on social media. You just don't. I get a rule for you today. We're not religious, but this is one. Like, if it's negative, don't share it. Whether you agree with it or not, I have people mess me. Did you, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Look at this article. I'm like, delete. Right now, Travis, my social media feed right now is just on point. I've muted all the wrong people. I got the right people in my feed. I've got babies and dogs and Jesus in my feed now. Like, everything's good. Isn't that what you all want? <laughs> I'm not down with, you know, uh, you know, nowadays people say, hey, we want to have you over for dinner. And the first question I have to ask them, like, well, do you have dogs? Because like, my kids don't like dogs. But I like everyone wants to see dogs and Definitely not cats, because we know cats, they come from, they're in hell. Cats go to hell. Some of you guys just clapped, and you didn't even want to clap. You're like, I don't, but everyone's doing it, so I'm in. Hey, you clean up your feet. You don't have to share everything. Be a peacemaker. God blesses peacemakers. God's not blessing troublemakers. Be a peacemaker. Hit that mute button. If you have one person, all their stuff is negative, that's what I do. If you're negative or you cuss, that's just a, that's a mute. You can, still, you can still follow me, but I'm just not following you. Just, it doesn't help me. I want to have the kind of feed, you guys, that when I sit next to my kids, they can say, oh, who's, who's that? I want them to say, oh, Michelle, man, she loves Jesus. And she's praying for Chase to get his life right. Like, that's what I'm okay with her seeing, you know, like. I want her to see Shannon and some of you guys here. I want her to say, oh, man, man, she loves Jesus. Like, she's always posting verses. I want to be right next to them. Like, hey, look at that. Look at, that, and that. look at their feed. Dad, click on theirs. Let me see what they got. I don't need, I don't need anybody in my feed, by the way, that has bikinis on and post, posting verses right below it. <laughs> no one's reading that Bible verse. So why are you posting that Bible verse? Like, you can't do a bikini picture in a Bible verse. I don't have that in my feed. Some of you guys are like, I got to go change my social media feed. When it's time to vote, by the way, People, people like, I've had people walk in and say, we're going to go ahead and unfollow you during the election because you won't like what I post. I'm like, well, you shouldn't post what you post then. That won't, that's not helping anybody. God blesses those people whose hearts are pure. For they're, you're gonna see God. God blesses those who work for peace and for they're going to be called the children of God. I want to be a child of God. I want my feed 
want my life to look like, oh, he's a child of God. They're, they're, they're saved. They're, 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 oh, he's a Christian. You can just tell. It's not because I wear Christian t-shirts. I'm going to wear one soon to preach in. It says uh, Jesus is not just a Sunday thing. Because I meet so many Christians that are just, they're good with Jesus on Sunday. Jesus gives them the feel on Sundays, and then somebody else gives them the feels on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And that's not okay. That's not okay. You're like, dude, he's preaching today. Like, this is supposed to be about Christmas and Jesus. And when you have Jesus in your life, your life should change. He came so your life could change. So that's just some discipleship for you guys, those of you guys that are like, yo, that was, that was tough. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. I, I'm, I'm embracing this one right here, verse 11. God blesses, pe- God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and see all sorts of evil things about you because you are my followers. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I got some people who are unfollowing me and not being right because I, I follow Jesus. The Bible says this. I like verse 12. Be happy about it. <laughs> so when people don't like me because I follow Jesus, I'm, like, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. There's less people I got to try to make like me because I get stuck trying to get people to like me sometimes. If you're honest, you, 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 you do. I know I do. You do too, Wes. Yeah. I want people to like me. The Bible says, be happy about that. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. I want to be like the, I want to be like the guys that came before me. And then lastly, I, I have one, one piece of advice for you today. I think this might, this might help you in here today. Don't settle for cheap moments when you can be with God on the mountain. Don't settle for cheap moments when you can be on the mountaintop with God. I don't know why people do that. I have no idea. If you're a believer in here today in Jesus Christ, he died on the cross and he rose again for you, you believe that today. Don't settle for cheap moments because cheap moments only leave you empty. Leave you with a headache the next day. Leave you empty. They leave you lonely. They leave you frustrated. They leave you mad, sad, and wishing you were glad. Like, it's just not good. Just embrace my inner freestyle rapper right there. Don't settle for a cheap moment. And I have to tell you that today because I love you guys. I love you too much not to tell you that. Don't settle for doing you. That's a dead end road. Follow Jesus. Want your marriage to be better? Try to get both of you guys to follow Jesus. Don't settle for cheap moments. You want your health, you want to have you want to have good emotional health? I want that for you. Follow Jesus. Stay on the mountain for longer. Don't get up there and say, ah, I think I'm going to go back down the valley. Stay for a while. Have a seat. Have a seat on the mountain. Stay as long as you like. Last night, those, the, the, those families that were at our house, it was 10 of them, they were singing, and they could tell we were tired. Because Friday night, I stayed up till 1230 with these guys. 1230. You're like, you let people stay at your house till 1230? They, they weren't getting up. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to do, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Shots fired. You can stay. Jess, Jess and Laura are here today. I used to live five minutes from them. And they, they, they would come over at 10 o'clock at night. And we'd laugh or cry or they would, her and Dinah would be doing baby stuff. And that's just what, this is what they did. It's okay. We love that. So stayed up late. That two nights tomorrow, I stayed up late, way past my bedtime. I'm going to sleep really good tonight. Except for tomorrow morning, I'm doing a sunrise wedding. It's a shame Jesus won't even be awake for that wedding. He gets up about 7.30, I know, because that's when he wakes me up. Hey, let's not miss the mountain. Let's not miss the mountain. I want to invite you to stand to your feet. As you're standing to your feet, would you bow your head and would you close your eyes? I hope something that I said to you today helps you.
I hope something that you heard from God's word today, it stuck out to you, and I hope that, that that's going to ch- radically change your life. I really hope that today. I know I've said a lot today, but the thing I want you to hear is.